Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Morning. Better late than never. Or is it? He certainly probably doesn't think so. He's rocking out this morning. We're on ESPN News. It's a beautiful morning here in New York. We're at the South Street Seaport. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. What you just heard there was just the guy's thoughts in the first hour of the program. Jay was bringing it from a passionate standpoint. Key doesn't think we should be playing any football anytime, anywhere soon. Uh, gentlemen, last night, real quick before we jump right into it, atypical sports night. Nothing really going down other than Major League Baseball, whose regular season ends, uh, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. So uh, what did you do? Chill. I worked yesterday at NFL Live, which I have again today. But other than that, I just chill, really. I mean, you know, caught, a little, days, caught, right? caught a little bit of the Dodgers early on and that was it. Playoff bound Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hung out with my daughter. My wife was a dad. Uh, and also started getting ready for some tape on Eric Spolstra and mm. Brad Stevens tonight. Game two, Eastern Conference Finals. Those two coaches, I wow. know you have been talking about their tactical work. It's going to be awesome to see your opinion I mean, on that. that. Block, I've never seen somebody block the ball actually while the ball was in the cylinder. And everybody was like, well, is that a goaltending? Like, actually, it wasn't because the ball never left Jason Tatum's hand. Mm-hmm. Your ball has to like the ball has to actually be out of somebody's hand in the cylinder. But to see that block, I mean, his it looked like he should have snapped his wrist. Mm. His wrist was already flexed back. I've never seen a block like that before. Tonight, I'm on the bandwagon. That's tonight, what we call it, the bandwagon. Tonight, seven Eastern, ESPN. The Heat back in the conference finals for the first time since LeBron in 2014. We'll Need talk some to water. Me. Need some water. Need some water. I'm really choked up talking about the Heat. They're back, and it's just a it's an emotional moment for me. We'll talk to Chris Bosh, LeBron's teammate, coming up at 9:30 a.m. Eastern time. Of course, on the Big Three days. Okay, let's get into the big story, which is college football, the return of the Big Ten. And here's a question. This was an old school television show going out of the demo. Key, you may remember this show. Uh, eight is enough. That was yeah, the old show. Yeah. So here's the question, Key. Is eight enough? The Big Ten is going to be playing essentially eight games over eight weeks. Keep in mind, you know, Jay went to to Duke in the ACC. They're going to try to play 11 games. There's no limit. You could play four games, five games, eight games, nine games. There's no limit to get into the college football playoff. The idea seems to be, though, you have to have a decent sample size so we can evaluate you. Eight games enough for the Big Ten to, maybe there's a team that's 8-0, good enough to get into the college football playoff if some teams are playing 25% more games? I, I don't think so. I would feel cheated if I was those teams playing that 25% more and now you have the Big Ten only playing eight games. I just wouldn't. I mean, but but based on economics and who, <laughs> who are we talking about from the Big Ten getting in? Are we talking about a Michigan, Ohio State? Then that's a different conversation, right? I mean, they always moving the goalpost depending on who it is. That's just what it is. But eight, and I'm playing eleven and twelve. I would feel cheated if I was one of those teams. All right, so let's look at the college football 2020 conference power rankings. You have SEC number one, Big Ten number two, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, AAC. Okay. Yeah, they so, just don't like us. So, yes, they do not. <laughs> so, Big Ten is number Big Ten is number two. So, <clears throat> what if Clemson only plays seven games? What if Alabama only plays six games? But what if they go 7-0 and and win every game by 40 points? Okay. You could, it's, what I'm trying to say is it's fluid. It's a, it's a constant moving target. And at the end of the day – I will pose this question, and Key, I'm curious. To, I'm curious how you answer this. If if we know in in a, in a season where you won't be able to get ticket revenue, right, right, which I mean allocates to a huge percentage oh. of all these different conferences and all these different schools about what they earn, mm-hmm. 
the, the Big Ten is one of the biggest earners there is in all college football. No doubt. So is Ohio State. So is Michigan. They rank top two yeah. of the Big Ten. You're telling me that college football playoffs, their biggest product on the biggest stage, they're not going to try to get their biggest brands involved in this? So we could have one of these situations where maybe one team is 8-1 and one, or maybe you know a Big Ten team like Ohio State is 8-0 and oh or 9-0, and oh, right? And the competition doesn't really stack up. I still guarantee you a Big Ten team will get into college football playoffs. What do you think, Key? It's, you're going to have your biggest product on your biggest stage. Makes sense. You're going to do that in a year where you lose revenue. Well, that's been – I mean, the Big Ten has been there pretty much every single year, right? Ohio I mean, State yeah, won the uh, first uh, college football playoff. So, Ohio State makes sense to me to get in, but it's still eight games versus 12 or 11. And I understand what Jay is saying. From an economic standpoint, it's a, 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 a revenue generator – for the NC2A and for those conferences. So that's something that they've got to figure out, I would say, and, and really think but, hard about cheating those other teams that are playing more games. The problem is you can't figure it out, right, because we're moving at warp speed. Look how much has happened in 40 days. In 40 days. I mean, so much has gone no, down. They can figure, they can I, figure I, I, it out, Jay, I, and, say, saying, and, 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 and simply say this is what qualifies. If you play this amount of games – you're automatically you, eligible to be but, in the But you playoff. can't do that because you have to factor in COVID. And then if you miss some games, then that's the chance you take. All right. Right? I mean, so, I mean if you miss so, some games, it's the chance you take. I, I just I, I find that hard to believe that we wouldn't have the biggest <laughs> brand names, like teams like Alabama and Nick Saban, you know, like Clemson. Texas we're not gonna, Tech playing Alabama. It's not going to happen. In the national championship. It's not going to happen, my friend. <laughs> That'd be Nobody great. Nobody will watch that game. And, and ratings matter. Money matters in 2020 when so much money is being lost. Missouri playing saying. Texas Tech. You're not going to put a cap on how many games you need to win considering you have COVID in this equation. It's just not going to happen. You're 100% right. It's just, it's just reality. You just have to face it. It's been, the, it's been the mantra since the first day of the Ooh, playoffs. That's just sound nasty. Yeah. Missouri playing Texas Tech. I ain't watching title. it. <laughs> I'm not watching it. So you got eight games in eight weeks, and then you'll have the Big Ten championship game on December 19th. That'll be nine games. And then after that, the very next day, it'll be the college football playoff announcing their four teams. So we'll talk about it from a regular season perspective. Then the one conference championship game at the moment scheduled for the 19th, and they were able to push that back to your point, how the SEC pushing the regular season back on September 26th. So eight regular season games, and then two teams, probably to Jay's point, playing for a right to get a berth in the college football playoff. So eight slash nine depending on who you are, the majority of teams will play eight. We're live here at the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line in just over an hour, Kirk Herbstreet, with his thoughts on everything. We're also brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season of Sport Clips. Haircuts, all stylists, clean, certified, guy smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. Jay. <laughs> I'm just laughing because, you know, what? before I met Keyshawn in person, everybody's like, man, he has a really big personality. And now that I sit here with that him every single day, man. Can't nobody tell you about me. Well, no, I'm just, well, I was about to give you a compliment. Why? See, that's why I love him. Because he really is a massive personality. It's 24-7. I mean, if it's R&B songs here at 6.15, in the, like 5.30 in the morning before we get in here, if it's all the jokes that we get constantly, it is you are constantly humored by Keyshawn. I love it. That's it's all I'm saying. It's morning show. You got to have some fun. You got to have some fun. I gotta don't ask- want people falling asleep at the wheel. <laughs> That's right. So here's a question real quick for you, just real quick. 
Um, Ohio State was number two in the Associated Press poll. Obviously, they didn't play any games, so they fell out. Games are being played. When is the right point? If we know it's October 23rd, 24th, but you know Ohio State is stacked, Penn State is stacked, Wisconsin is stacked. When is the right time to move some of these teams back in? There's no rhyme or reason. You can put them back in at any point right now, but they haven't played a game and won't for about five weeks. You're telling me 25 teams are better than Ohio State and they're not going to be in the poll next week? Where do you five think Five weeks? I think you, you put them... You put them back in a poll the moment, right now. Basically. Right now. Yeah, you just where, put them back in a poll. Where would you insert them in right now? They haven't played I'd a game. Put them back at number two. Back at two. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I it's a weird clue. question, right? Yeah, I have, I have I zero put clue. Them, I put them back at two. In number two? Put them right, right out of the back. gate? Because like like Zubin just said, there's not 25 teams better than Ohio State. I agree. I mean, so, you, you can count the teams that are on your hand that maybe – is around that top five. You got the Alabamas, the LSU, Clemson, the Clemsons, right. and then you start stuttering at that Oklahoma. Now you're starting to stutter because you're like, well, who else? Michigan just, King ain't better than Ohio State. It's just interesting, though. You start entering a slippery slope. Yes, right. I test. Right. I test, and now how do you evaluate who's the best? That's what I'm saying. It gets so confusing. Man, I'm going off what they look like. I know. I know. Prior how you to would. all this, and what I know they got, like Zubin said, they're deep. They're running deep. They got some true freshmen stacked over there, ready to go. Ryan Day is actually up the recruiting from Urban Meyer, which actually seems unfathomable. Keyshawn that's Jay why we Will. have a team from the Big Ten in, <laughs> in the, the college football playoffs. playoffs. There you go. As you called it, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, Kirk Herbstreit, Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. His thoughts, our lead college football analyst in one hour. Still to come, did someone who's possibly on the hottest seat in the NFL just get a vote of confidence? Or a kiss of death. In some cases, those two things end up being the same thing. Who's that? We'll talk about it next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I mean, fellas, other than that, everything is totally fine with Adam Gase, right? Other than what you just heard. Jeez. Oh. I mean, it's, it's, right? you know, man... It's 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 rough when you start talking about coaches. It's tough. You don't you don't always you, you don't want to point out the obvious, but you have to. And the obvious is that's a that was a bad choice to the, from the beginning. And you 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 just don't want to jump up and down on a guy that's down. But what else can you do? You can't say 
he's doing a terrific job and the team is moving forward and it looks great, right. then I would be a damn lie. Right. Well, and you would you would be I would be lying to the listeners and the fans of the New York Jets and lying to myself and to my colleagues. I can't do that. I'm not going to sit up and say that he's doing a hell of a job, that Sam Donald is all of a sudden headed to the Pro Bowl because Adam Gase has coached him up. The only thing that I keep seeing is Sam moving backwards and not forward with a, a supposedly offensive guru. Just not, it doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. And then uh, Mr. Johnson said what he said, Zubin. Yeah, that's Christopher Johnson, the team's controlling owner at the moment. Um, with Woody Johnson, a U.S. ambassador. Let's bring in Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst. He, he would. The, yeah, he played the last three years of his career with the Jets. So that's the yin to the yang that Keyshawn mentioned, Damian. Good morning. Essentially, Look, you— Hold on. Before yeah, you, you got your damn internet working, man? <laughs> yeah, I heard the service yesterday. It was not good. <laughs> hey, I— uh, no, the service. Oh, come on, man. The service is always A1, but I'm in the building. Okay, I'm that's what's up. Seaport. Yeah. Ooh, you in the yeah. building. Okay, right you in the building. <laughs> yeah. So he's like 200 feet away, so we'll go say hi to Damien uh, in the break. Six Damien, feet apart. <laughs> socially distant, of course. Safety first. Uh, you tweeted Sunday that after watching the Jets, this is two bites at the apple. This is two head coaching bites at the apple for Adam Gase. That's your opinion. Christopher Johnson, the team's owner, Keyshawn just mentioned, he referred to Gase as a brilliant offensive mind. So... So which one is it? How can you be so far apart? Well, listen, at, at the end of the day, Christopher Johnson, it, you know, he's paying he's paying the big bill, so I can't say anything about that, but I know what my eyes is telling me. Listen, Adam Gase, I'm, I'm throwing out Peyton Manning. Adam Gase, when he's controlling <laughs> the offense, when he's been the primary play caller, he hasn't had an offense over, ranked over 17th in the National Football League, not even in the top half of the league, Okay. He goes down to Miami, gets fired down there. Then he gets another bite of the apple right, right after that. And I haven't seen any progression from the New York Jets, particularly on the offensive side of football. I haven't seen Sam Darnold uh, make, make a big step as far as him being a, now a third-year quarterback in this league. So you tell me. You tell me as far as all offensively concerned, where are the improvements as far as the Jets is? Yeah, you and I could hide behind Peyton Manning and get a head coaching job. That's easy to do, right? Peyton Manning make a lot of people look good, Key. Yeah, no no question about it. Let me ask you this, though. How likely it is, is it that Adam Gase finishes the season or gets fired around the bye week before they take on Miami? Well, I mean, Key, you know, anyone who watched that game against Buffalo, that was an embarrassment. Don't let the scoreboard fool you. That game was not competitive at all. And if you string together these type of performances, if you're a head coach, man, you're going to, I think as an organization, you're going to have to make a move at some point. So, listen, they got San Francisco this week. And if they don't show any improvement, man, this fan base, Key, you know this fan base, they're just not going to tolerate it. They're not yeah. going to tolerate their, their, their team looking like an embarrassment on TV. The team, I guess you would, you say across the river? Is that what you say when you talk about the Giants? Is it across the river? I only feel I like think they're the only team in New York. Okay, so the only Ooh, team. That's, the me, only that's team, me. I'm a Giants fan. The, the, the only team fan. in New York, according to Jay Will, uh, the New York Giants. What did you make of the week one performance by Daniel Danny Dimes Jones? <laughs> well, listen, I, I think it was the same thing that we saw last year. The turnovers. We, he made a couple critical turnovers, particularly the one at the goal line, man. You're, you're driving, I think it was like an 18-play drive. You do all of that, and then you get down to the goal line, you turn the ball over. 
you know, that that's inexcusable because the number one job as a quarterback is to protect the football. And he made some plays. He made some nice, nice throws. But at the end of the day, if you can't protect the football as a quarterback, then you're, just, you're not going to be a franchise quarterback moving forward into the future. D. Woody, can I push back on that a little bit? I mean, he didn't fumble the ball. Obviously, I know that was INT. But, I mean, c- could we also argue that the Steelers probably have the best pass rushing defense there is in the NFL? Yeah, the Steelers, yes. The Steelers have one of the best defenses in the league. There's no question about it. But, again, I go back to it was a trend last, last year, and then you come back into the first game this year. Again, Jay, I'm going to tell you, you have an 18-play drive. You're marching. You're, you're doing, everyone's doing everything possible to try to score, and then you turn the ball over at the, at, you know, at the goal line. Those are critical mistakes that you can't, you can't make at the quarterback position. I hear you on that. Let, let's what? stay right. Let's – Let's stay right here with the Giants real quick, uh, Damon. Saquon Barkley, obviously he struggled the other night. The offensive line just looked like that they need Damon Woody out of retirement to help them. What do they need to do to get him going in the running game in particular? Well, it's hard for any team to run against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Key. They've, They've been notorious for just being one of the best teams in the National Football League at stopping the run. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to jump on Saquon and the Giants too early as far as that's concerned. But I think my bigger issue with Saquon, to be honest with you, is his pass protection. As much as we as much as we glamour and we we talk highly of Saquon, that's one area of his game that man that's really disappointing because there were times in that in that uh, Steelers game where he just flat out whiffed in pass protection. And Key, you know this as a running back. It doesn't matter how good you are. You need to be able to pass protect in the passing game, and that's a weakness of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, pass pro is extremely important. You would talk to me about tonight's uh, Thursday night football matchup between Cincinnati Bengals and the, and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, how big of a, of a game is this for Baker Mayfield and this team? <laughs> Jay Will, let me tell you something. If the Browns lose this game, it's DEFCON 1 in mm. Cleveland. Wow. I'm going to repeat that again. If the Browns lose this game, it's DEFCON 1 in Cleveland. Here's why. Week 1, you get shellacked by the Baltimore Ravens, who are in your division. Yes, Baltimore, you know, it's a division. We all know how good Baltimore is. We're, we're talking about Baltimore as, as a Super Bowl contender this year. I get it. Now you come back Week 2 against the Cincinnati Bengals, in-state rival within your division. You lose that game to a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow, the alarms is going off. You can't lose this game if you're the Cleveland Browns going 0-2 in your division this early in the season. If they go 0-2 in the division this early in the season, what do they do, though? What You got some players there. You got the OBJs, the Landrys. You, you paid a bunch of guys. What do you do with the roster? Like, do you start trying to figure out who belongs long-term? No, listen, the only thing to remedy that key, man, is win a, win a ball game. You're going to have to just turn around and try to win a ball game any way you can. And you do that by doing what you feel like is going to give you the best chance to win a ball game. And look, looking at this game tonight, we all talk about Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. But if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm telling Baker, turn around, hand that ball off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Because that's, the, that's your best money in order for you to get a win this week in week two. Talking about another quarterback, one that you protected for a long time up in New England, who's now in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. What did you make of Bruce Arians' comments about the way Brady performed in week one? I, I, like, I'm not sweating it, to be honest with you, Key, because 
Tom Brady has been, a, been in a mental meat grinding for 20 years in New England. Key, you know about those type of meetings that that Bill, Coach Belichick oh, yeah. and and, uh, and, ex- and an extension, you know, Bill Parcells would would you know put players through. I mean, that not everybody can handle that. So, we, I'm, are we going to really sit here and be up in arms because Bruce Arians chided Tom Brady into um, in the public? Come on, Tom Brady's been through more you, than that. You, I, you, I, I don't, wait, you know I don't it, make D, a big deal out of it. D, but you wait, know wait, what I it have is? a question for you, D. Wait, I, I, I don't know what those meetings were like, Bill, Bill Belichick. He was just alluding to it. Well, what I'm were gonna they? Jay Will, I'm going to tell you right now, okay? okay? You were, like, literally scared in your pants when the, when the meeting because it didn't matter if you're Tom Brady. <laughs> it didn't matter if you're Teddy Bruschi. It didn't matter if you're Willie McGinnis. You know, Ty Law. It didn't matter. Like, Bill Belichick would get on everybody's head. Everybody. Yeah. And Keyshawn knows this. Yeah. So, imagine going through that for 20 I, years. 20 years on eggshells, basically. I Come think, on, man. I he, think he, what nobody's it is, tripping off of Bruce Arians. Yeah, tripping off of him, right? I think what it is, though, from a public perspective, and I, and I try to share this with the guys, and I was trying to share this with people yesterday as well, they've never seen this before, right? They've never seen Belichick. Belichick is going to give you, you know, you start talking about a performance, he's going to say, we all perform poorly. We all got to fix it. He's gonna, not going to praise you, not going to slam you in the public. So when you see Bruce Arians do it, everybody's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. This doesn't happen to one of the greatest players in the history of the NFL. So I think that's why everybody's kind of scratching their head that has not been in those meetings, in those tongue lashings. And trust me, I still hear it even on TV with him in my ear. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? And and Tom Brady had to have known, you know, the style that Bruce Arians, you know, brings to the table from a, from a coaching perspective. Because the one thing we know about B.A., Bruce Arians, he's not going to hold his tongue. He's going to tell it to you like it is. Um, he's going to tell it to you like it is in, in the media. So this this shouldn't be this shouldn't be a mystery to Tom Brady. But again, for all the people out there, Tom has been through the meat grinder for 20 years. He, he's he, he'll be OK. Thanks a lot, David, for explaining that. Well said. <laughs> yes, indeed. Damien not holding his tongue either. We'll see him on Get Up on ESPN at 8 a.m. Eastern time with Greeny and the gang. And we'll have Adam Schefter for more NFL talk at 8.45 a.m. Eastern as well. Damien, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, D-Wood. All right, take it easy, guys. Final word goes to B.A., the guy he called B.A., Bruce Arians, just airing it out. If anybody is unclear whether he's cool with Tom Brady, Bruce Arians putting an end to it right here. Yeah, Tom and I are fine, so I, I don't really care what other people think. <laughs> so it's just what he and I think, and we left the stadium fine. We showed up today fine, so <laughs> there ain't nothing to talk about. Well, that tone of voice, that that kind of laughing demeanor, it feels like everything's okay. They will take on the Carolina Panthers to try to get one and one. That'll be Tom's Tampa debut in front hey, of essentially can, nobody. Can, can star players and coaches really be friends, though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Man, like, let me tell you. Bill Parcells once told me, well, not just once, multiple times, <laughs> different things. But one time in the game, I don't know if it was, it was a, no, yeah, it was a, it was a game. And I believe it was, we were playing the Cleveland Browns and, and, and we were in Dallas. And Terry Glenn, the late Terry Glenn, hmm. was hit late on the pile. Bam! And I saw it from afar. I was running the route, I saw it from afar. So I proceeded to run down and, Earl Little, the safety, was on top of him, and I moved him along. I remember that name, Earl Little. I, I, I removed him along kind of with my foot, you know, just slightly moved him along. So I got a 15-yard penalty, and 
it took us out of scoring a touchdown. We kicked the field goal, so I took four points off the board. When I walk it back to the sideline, you know, I got that. You know how with a dog, if you ever had a dog, uh-huh. the dog that did something wrong and he know, and he get the head down and, and kind of go into a corner. So I did that with Bill. Bill walked over to me. He goes, I don't know what the hell you, because I had just left Tampa. He said, I don't know what the hell, blinky, blinky, blink, got into you down in Tampa. But you either dumb or you stupid, you got to be one. And I just, <laughs> nothing I can say. Nothing, what, what do you want me to say? Typically, if a coach calls you dumb or you stupid, you're going to go at him. React. React a certain way. But B, I just, it's fine. <laughs> you know, but that's the relationship that you have with your coach and you are a player that they hold to high standards and regard. Fair enough. So really no fracture there. So if according. I ever say, are you dumb, you stupid, don't get mad at You've me. Already, you already called me stupid on, on national radio <laughs> in the first week. I, I, it's okay. So no fracture between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. The Clippers certainly are, though, fractured. So who gets the most blame for their playoff wipeout? We'll talk about that after this SportsCenter update. All right, so you all know the big story. The Big Ten is back October 23, 24, this after last month, saying that we were going to postpone the season, and the commissioner wrote an open letter saying we won't revisit it. Well, as Jay has said this morning a couple different times, I guess money talks, (laughs) and they are back. The Pac-12, amazingly, could also be back, perhaps, although that's a little bit more complicated, later next month. Our Heather Dinich, college football player for Porter, ESPN College Football Insider on SportsCenter last night with more about what the Pac-12 needs to do to cross some thresholds here. Well, on Wednesday afternoon, there was a lot of back and forth between Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott and the governors in the states of California and Oregon who said, hey, you guys can play. We're not stopping you from playing football. But those two states and the schools within them still have to get clearance at the local and city levels from public health officials to be able to have contact practices. They haven't been able to do that to this point. Gavin Newsom is the governor of California. Kate Brown is the governor of Oregon. Game two, Heat, Celtics, 7 Eastern tonight. Jay, I don't know if they could top game number one, but they'll give it a shot tonight on ESPN. Yeah, the Celtics don't need to play iso ball down the stretch. Uh, they had a limited amount of passes, but look, th- this is going to be a backyard street fight. Love That's it. what this is going to be. Heater 9-1 and one in the postseason. That makes sense. Backyard street fight. Yeah, You've been around me too long. Yeah, I have. I just, just, that doesn't <laughs> even you know what? It's a Jayism. It just happened. <laughs> and week two of the NFL. It just happened. It's going to kick off tonight. Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield meeting, of course, for the first time. If these two guys stick, they'll be meeting plenty of time sharing the division. The Browns, believe it or not, have won four straight Thursday night home games. Of course, their big problem is winning games on Sunday. That's, that's kind of been an issue. Sports Center is brought to you by DraftKings. Download Jeez, the- you're brutal. <laughs> those little side jabs, sorry, man. Sorry. Just the truth. Download the <laughs> DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Can you be in a street fight in basketball? I guess. Football, it sounds like that would go more with football. Well, you... Yeah. Boxing or something, right? I guess. I, I don't know. I just said it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, well, you're, where I grew up, your backyard could be in the street. But. Look at those faces. I love it. <laughs>
We'll get to that Clippers collapse in just a bit, but we want to hear from you in an hour. It's Thursday, which means it's time to get your gamble on. We got Joe Fortenbaugh. Yeah. From our ESPN. No, No, I'm excited too. He does not get excited. I get really excited. Joe Fortenbaugh, who's the host of our ESPN Daily Wager program, along with Doug Kazarian, is going to be here at 8.45 a.m. Eastern. And it's as simple or as complicated as you want it. A simple bet over under a line. You want to go a parlay. We'll explain everything for the people that are new to gambling now that it's coming out of the shadow. So hit us up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It could be something as simple as, who do you like tonight, Browns-Bengals with the line? Who do you like between the Carolina line Panthers and the Tampa Bay Bucs? Line is minus six. I got to ask him. That was quick. It was too quick. I got to ask him how much I, I won I know. last week. Because I, I, I won last week. I need to know how much I won. What, what, what did you win? The missed field goal. Oh, you did win that. Yeah. It was like Wait, what did you bet? You bet it like $43? <laughs> no, it was $18.25. Yeah. So I need to know what I made on that. That's the first question for Joe Fortenbaugh. That question and your questions. Again, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. This will be a Thursday staple on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So get on the line now. Get in quickly for Joe Fortenbaugh. It'll be a lot of fun. What's up? I'm, no, I'm, I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns oh. um, and the Bengals page, and a, a picture of Keyshawn and Dan Orlovsky pops up, and they're talking. And, and Keyshawn's face, every time he, he listens to Dan Orlovsky talk, is just beside, it gets oh. me beside myself. I thought he was over there laughing to himself. I thought he had a little man on his shoulder talking to him or something. I was like... Something wrong with you, dog? Is somebody talking to you? There is certainly something wrong with the Clippers. This is pretty obvious. Yay! <laughs> Key's happy. His Lakers are in it. Nuggets tomorrow, 9 Eastern, Game 1 ESPN Radio. So, Doc, Doc said, listen, after the game, he said, look, we didn't trust each other, which is a little strange. One of the biggest games in franchise history. Game 7 for this iteration of the club, and we don't trust each other. And then he kind of doubled down in the final seconds of the game with what the guys were doing moving towards the sideline. Take a listen to this. I thought conditioning. Uh, we kept having to take guys out because they were tired. You know, um, we're in the playoffs. And, it, you know, you, were, you had to do it. You know, guys were asking to come out, so you, you had to do it, you know. Um, but that's not typical for Game 7. Jay, I'm just a fan, but uh, haven't the Nuggets played two game sevens? <laughs> they seem to be okay. And we're, and we're down 3-1 in both series. Right. They seem to be okay. That goes to, to what I said about the tightness and the pressure, right? It, these dudes are in world-class shape. They could have gone forever. You can't tell me that those dudes were gassed from, from the beginning of Kawhi Leonard to the end of the bench. They're in top, Jay, am I lying? They're in top tip shape. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying you're, I, I think they're world class athletes. I don't know if they're in world class shape when I think about the Clippers, to be frank with you. Really? Yes. So I would, th- mm. I would think that they would be in the best shape going. It, um, but the tightness and the stress takes something out of you. You know, you, when, you, when you are playing in a big game that, all of a sudden, you are now 3-3 instead of 3-1 or closing it out, and you're surrendering leads. There's something that happens to you. You tense up. And I think that tension and tensing up took something out of them. In fact, if they were checking out of games, that's the way. That's what I contribute to that. Yeah, and look, this is not me providing any excuses at all because we, we're going to go in on the subject but also having three and a half, four months off of basketball, you would think, I know LeBron James takes that seriously. But, Coach, they've been I, playing. Well, they've been off. 
I, I hear you. I, I'm just not saying everybody. I'm not. I, I don't know for a fact that everybody on the Clippers team is taking it seriously. And but I'm saying they're practicing, Jay. Right? They, they're practicing. They're, well, no, they, not, not not for all those months. I mean, they had like a, a training camp that was a short, truncated training camp. Well, I'm not providing been excuses. Playing, though. I understand. Look, they, there's no excuse. They played there's a no series excuse. Right. before this. There's one. no excuse. It just I when just, I watched them play, puzzling to me that that they would be out of shape. Yeah, but that's, I mean, look, that's Doc Rivers who has the best insight out of anybody else. Saying but, that they played but, out of shape. But coach, coach, think about it. Think, think about it, Jay Will, as a former Duke national champion, second pick of the draft. The reason you was a second pick of the draft, because you got down in college and you was ready to go at the combine and you played in the NBA. You can't sit here and tell me them dudes is out of shape in the middle of the damn season. Well, well, regular in shape and playoff shape are two different things. Being playoff ready is different than being regular season ready, especially at the NBA level. And it, it didn't look like they were in playoff ready shape to me. And But that's an indictment but on Doc Rivers, though. It is, but that's an indictment Jay, on Doc Rivers. think about what you just said, though. For I know. Homie, it's crazy. Think about it, homie, for a minute, what you just said. I don't went homie on you, so I'm good. I, gotta, I know. You in it. I got it. Yeah, I'm deep in it right now. I see it. I, I love feel like this, I'm though. in the barbershop. But think about what you just said, though. It's a difference between regular season and playoff shape. It was just up 3-1. Oh, I hit, you I surrendered multiple double-digit leads, but you're not in shape. So what? all of a sudden, you just get so, gassed in game seven in the late fourth quarter. But if you was up by double-digit leads in the late fourth quarter, your ass wouldn't be tapping out. So if Doc Rivers said a key, he knows it better than anybody else knows it. I, what, what does that say about the leadership of this team? And what does it say about the coaching of this team? I'll give you man, one quick I love, stat. I'll give you one quick stat that blew my mind because uh-huh. I heard it the other day, and I love Doc Rivers. I've known Doc. Obviously, his son yeah. Austin played at Duke, yeah. right? So there were 12 teams in NBA history that have given up three one leads well, in the playoffs. Doc 12 did. teams in NBA history. Doc did it three times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Doc, is the, after this happened So all them three teams times, out of shape? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll get into this conversation more in the next segment. I also think when I think about the best player, like – Keyshawn, when I see you walk into a room, that your energy permeates to everybody. It translates. LeBron, energy translates to the team. Jimmy Butler, energy translates to the team. Jason Tatum, Kimball Walker, translates to the team. Kawhi Leonard, look emotionless, your, look, look, does not translate to Look the at team. your watch, man, and hand it to Zubin. We can talk later. Zubin, we got to go to break. <laughs> right. No, we got plenty more to come. We'll get back into it. It's obviously a passionate subject. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer, changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Still to come, Key's one of his favorite games. Take it or shake it. Take it or leave it, including the birthday boy, Patrick Mahomes. He's 25 today. Is he the best guy in the world, athletically, 25 and under, in the world? If not, who could be better? The fellows will have thoughts on that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We'll bring more energy than that. That must have been a warm-up for Take It or Shake It. If you're unfamiliar, by the way, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Herb Street, Kirk Herb Street, with us at 8, 10 a.m. Eastern time. (laughs) It's a very big story in college football, the return of the Big 2020 is great. (laughs) And maybe the return of the Pac-12. We'll get to that in a second here in Take It or Shake It. Simple. We'll give you an option. You like it, you take it. You don't like it, you shake it. Let's roll. Take It or Shake It is brought to you by... Granger. All right, fellas. Uh, we mentioned the deal with the Big Ten. It's back. The Pac-12, and it's still up in the air, but it's possible. The Pac-12 will return. Take it or shake it, Key. Take it! Take, take it! it! Take it. A- absolutely, they're going to return. When that date is going to be, I don't know, but I think it is before the calendar year turns. That, that When you look at it, you got all the other conferences rolling out, ready to go. The Pac-12 has some issues because of the state of California has four schools there. We got some fires going on. Oregon has two schools. They got fires going on. Local government has to make some decisions on what they want to do in terms of the health. But in the end, it's going to happen. There has been this little thing that has occurred. and It's been a common theme that whatever the Big Ten does – the Pac-12 <laughs> then follows and does the same thing. Right. So, but the Pac-12 yes. was actually ahead of I, a lot of this before I, the Big Ten. I understand. In no terms of testing. Fair. But they do tend to work in lockstep for yes, sure. Here we go. OBJ finishes the season on the Browns roster. Take it or shake it? Shake it! Shake, shake it. it! No, no, I don't think so. I think this thing, if, if it goes south tonight, it, it's going to, you know, and especially if he has a bad game, Mm-hmm. not because of him, but because of them, that at the end, his, his you're going to start really hearing loud whispers that it might be time to move on from him and put him in a place where he can excel like a New England, like a San Francisco that desperately needs a talent like OBJ. It would be a shame that it didn't work out in Cleveland, but his personality and who he is as a player belongs on a winning football team. Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, keep him, keep him. The one change you need to make is stop changing so damn much. <laughs> keep OBJ. Keyshawn, I said, give him the ball. Give OBJ the ball. Keep him happy. Keep all your weapons in Cleveland. Barry is the team's GM. Kevin Stefanski, their first-year head coach. If you're unaware, Browns-Bengals uh, tonight to kick off week two of the NFL season. All right, so we talked about this one before. Now, this is interesting. We're going international on KJZ because you don't – Yeah, we, not just domestically now. We're big. Patrick Mahomes is turning 25 today. Happy birthday to Patrick Mahomes. A rich 25. Yes, he is. Yes. Privilege. There's rich and there's wealthy, (laughs) right? There's rich and there's wealthy, right, Jay? He might, for an athlete, he is wealthy. He's wealthy. No, for anybody, he rich, wealthy, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) 400 and something million dollars, that's a whole lot of money. 503 altogether. I want to shortchange him a few million. That's right. Patrick Mahomes is the best athlete on his 25th birthday today. 25 and under, Mahomes the best athlete in the world. Take it or shake it. Best athlete. Take it. Take Take it. it. Now, I don't know. I say, you, like you said, best athlete. 
I, I don't know. See, that's the you know, most accomplished. Who who put the best athlete part in there? I, a non-athlete. A non-athlete. A non-athlete. Right? So I'm just like, he can do some stuff. Remember, he's a baseball player. He right. can do some things. There's about no question it. about it. And let's just stick to that. The reason I say yes is because for an international standpoint, man, I don't give a damn about no soccer. I don't care about all that because that's what you're going to go in. You are a true American by saying yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't care about soccer like that. I care about what I know and what I see. And what I know and what I see is Patrick Mahomes can deal. And there's no question about it. He does some freakish things at times from an athletic standpoint. But as far as being the most athletic, I'm sure some basketball players are more athletic than him. I'm sure there's a couple baseball players that may be, and even football players that's more athletic. But before this, he's the guy. Okay. Athletic, yeah, I don't know what athletic means. A non-athlete. Um, not a- <laughs> Put I'll, that together. I'll go, you know what? I'm going to give some love to her. Naomi Osaka. Yeah, tennis, tennis star. Yeah, you could go there, too. That's oh, a great that. one. You can yeah. go there. There you go. But, I, but you were one. going soccer, wasn't you? Because <laughs> you was going to go Messi go? or something like but they, that. Yeah, not, not no, you were going to do five. Oh, no, not 20. Wait, who There's was a kid named Kylian Mbappe. Oh, so he's, he's, incri- he's incredible. Yeah, 21. but I knew he was I knew he was going is that, soccer. Is that France? I knew, I France, knew right? it. Yes. France, yeah. He was incredible during the World Cup. Polly Bouffant. No, two we. Two we? Yeah. Go ahead, King. I see you, boy. I can play some music for, for you, too. The, <laughs> I don't need that in French with you. <laughs> for the audience that has left since we went on the soccer tangent, thanks for sticking with us. Kawhi or Paul George, both free agents after next season. Kawhi or Paul George, or both, I guess, will leave the Clippers after next season, take it or shake it. Both, you saying? Uh, or. Let's go or. Take it. Take, take it. it. It will be Paul George. Okay. Kawhi Leonard it will not bounce. I think, if anything, PG will leave to go to another team because Kawhi will finish the deal in L.A. He'll try to finish the deal, and he'll try to get another player. Just based on how he was sitting next to Paul George at the end of that game with that face looking like, man, I got you here and you didn't help me. You know, that was one of them. Man, you see some of the memes that the, oh, some of that so stuff. Some of that stuff is so brutal. Internet had a field day. Mm. Me too. I, I, I will say <laughs> this: if you Paul George, you cannot leave the Clippers. Cannot. Can't do it. Can't it, do it. It will huh? haunt you the rest of your career. After the way you finish Game Seven, even if you win it next year, let me ask mm-hmm. you this though: Can't will, leave. Will they be willing to pay him the money to stay? I mean, who else are you gonna pay? Somebody that's out there. I don't know who's out there. I mean, look, if they, if, uh, depending on how they come back next year, that's the question. As you get back to business, Granger there to help you. Supplies, solutions, every industry, safety, recovery guides, 24-7 support and more. Granger.com slash recovery. Aaron Rodgers convo next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C 
ebikes.com.